This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. Cash is trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to get your snack? You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 119. Where is the light? I serve as your humble and also gracious host, Bryce Isaiah. I appreciate you for clicking play on this week's episode. If you have not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. We are there. Click subscribe, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars. What is going on with everybody? How have you been enjoying your extra hour of sleep? But you know it comes at a cost. We get an extra hour of sleep and they take an extra hour and some change of light. Okay, where is the light? I just want to remind my Purple Pants Posse and anyone that is listening. This for me marks the season of Somewhat could be difficult. We are not going to be getting outside as much. We might be spending more time in the house. It's getting dark. And I just want to just bring it to the posse's attention that, you know, if this time can be a struggle for you, let's get ahead of it. Let's think about some of the things that we can do to be proactive because it is important to have a plan. Okay. Where is the light? Be your own light. Okay. Create the light that you need. To be successful, to be happy, to feel fulfilled. So I just wanted to give that reminder out to the people, aka myself. Because listen, we not having no down winter. We having if it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. But I hope you guys really enjoyed that extra hour. Because listen, let me just tell y'all. My cousin got married on Sunday and maybe boy was out when my family was such a great time to just be around some family members that I haven't seen in a while. You know, hang out with my sister, get dressed up, you know, have a little little open bar. So when I tell you that extra hour on Monday morning. 
Woo, baby boy needed it. But I am really excited for this week's episode. Okay. And if you don't know, I surprised the Purple Pants Posse and I had dropped an episode over the weekend that gave you your survivor news. I said, let me get, let me get the posse to survivor news a little earlier. So I asked you guys if, if you liked that format uh, of me trying to give you the survivor news a little earlier. Listen, it's a lot of work on the baby boy, but if the posse say, yeah, we like it, baby. Boy, I will try to and keyword try, okay, to keep it coming for you guys. But I am really excited for this episode. If you have not checked out episode 118, Roll the Dice, make sure you go and check it out. Listen to it. You can even watch it on my YouTube channel, Bryce Isaiah. But for this week's episode, I'm even more excited. We've got the church announcements. We are welcomed back by Sharia Lloyd of Survivor China. We are breaking down the last two episodes of Insecure. I welcome to the podcast my good friend, Joey Hatchard. And we are doing Purple Pants Play by Play. We watched the Netflix documentary Mayhem in the Palace And it is, you know, we discuss it and break it down We also are joined this week by Gangsta Gurry We have our November forecast Barb is back for Barb's message And we got Freak of the Week So listen, we got a jam-packed episode for you So let's get these church announcements started <laughs> For this week's church announcements, I just want to remind you that the Bryce and Wynn presents Philadelphia November 17th at 312 Lounge. Tickets are still available. So listen, come on out. Have a great time with us as we kick it home coming style okay because the philly fans said y'all been taking it on the road and y'all ain't come home so listen it's our homecoming november 17th so listen if you around in the tri-state area grab the tickets in my bio of instagram or twitter or windows bio of instagram or twitter and listen we'll see you on the 17th also baby boy just had to let y'all know with the holidays coming up what better way than to send a gift of a zaddy for the holidays. The Bryce Isaiah 2022 zaddy calendar is going like hotcakes. And listen, if you're trying to get them for somebody for Christmas or the new year, you better act now. So you can click the link in my bio as well and bless your life with a zaddy. It's a man who, it's a man you. Beating potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who, it's a man you. Beating potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. And we are back this week. As promised, we are here with the queen that is Sharia Lloyd from Survivor China. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. I'm ready for this. Yes, it's. I feel like we have a lot to discuss. Since we were last here, we did recap episode one of season, I guess it's what, season five, season mm-hmm. six? Season five. Season five. Okay, we, we rehashed, uh, reunited, okay? And so <laughs> since then, it's been growth, okay, and pressure, okay? Yes. 
So it's been a lot. So we really got to see an episode two of Insecure. We really got to see, I guess, we fast forwarded time a year and we got to see uh, the relationship between Molly and Issa. What are your thoughts from what we saw of their relationship? Well, it seems like they're trying to kind of find their way back to each other again, you know, to get back in that good place. Um, I think it's still jury still out a little bit, but they're trying. Definitely. Um, and I, I definitely see them them getting back into habits, whether or not they be like, you know, I, I almost call it like trauma bonding a little bit, Ooh. being there for each other. Also making it so like other people can't be there for them. Mm-hmm. We see Molly then cut the hair. She said it is a new me, new day and I'm back. And I love it. I I love when uh, people in general just embrace their natural look and, uh, you know, know that there is beauty in that. And so I definitely think that was part of Molly's growth. Well, yeah, we you know, too, when women cut their hair, you know, changes upon them. Yes. OK. I, I don't know why I want to <laughs> say um is it did Stella it, how Stella got her groove back did she cut her hair at the end she, she did she cut it short not okay. at the end um wait no yes she did you know what I was getting confused with was um uh, wait exhale yes. me too that's uh-huh. I, I was saying <laughs> Stella but I was picturing waiting to exhale yes because she really cut hers off so you know that, that's just a sign of growth and change and ready for something new Right. And we see Issa, like, you know, her th- her business is thriving. Mm-hmm. She's doing really well. Um, she is, you know, I feel like we left off in growth where she was at a place where she was ready to be back for the streets. Yeah, she was ready, mm-hmm. but still a little hesitant. You can tell in some of her, you know, moves. And Nathan is very much so like, I mean, I don't understand their friendship. Uh, at you know, all. He- he goes to her. Now they friends. And like, yeah, for me, that's a no. Like, it's a, you show me who you are. We're good. Child, that goes. And that's a whole nother conversation. But I don't oh, understand well, them either. I guess we'll see more as, as it plays out. What's going to happen? Absolutely. And we see that like the in the last scene um, in episode two, where Issa, after the successful of her event, mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, Crenshaw on. <laughs> And I, I liked meaning in that. Uh, I also, so, child, I'm all over the place. So let me say, sift through. So Issa in her business, uh, she is, I, I don't know what you would consider. Like, I guess she would more so be a consultant um, that brings artists to businesses or something yeah, in that something realm. I don't know what that title is because I was trying to figure that out too. But she, yeah, she's consulting people, you know. Right. Entertainers, right? I would even go as far as like growing and developing artists, Mm -hmm. um, and there's a little bit of that for sure, and bringing brands to them. And she had this Mm -hmm. artist, Crenshaw. Okay, Mm -hmm. um, if Queen Sugar, uh, if y'all know that character, Mm -hmm. I forget Mm -hmm. his name. And you know, he was like freshly out of jail. He had this clothing line, and he really wanted to stay like really authentic to himself. The business was like, we really want you to like tone it down a little bit, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, we've got notes, and so Issa brought him the notes he agreed and then come the performance time he just did whatever he wanted to do mm-hmm. um, ultimately it worked out it almost made it seem as if like Issa was selling out and I'm curious to know what your thoughts on that was in the sense of like you know it was a success in the end and had she stuck to her guns and saying like no this is who Crenshaw is we're going to live by it but at the same time I feel like you you can relate in the and I can as well in the professional world in the yeah. professional realm mm-hmm. when 
the boss gives you notes, you Absolutely. have to somewhat follow, follow the notes. Them. Yeah, it's a tricky balance, right? First of all, she's kind of new to this company, this role. And so I feel like she's trying to balance like... I want him to be his best self and his genuine self. But however, there's guidelines I still have to follow, too. You know what I mean? And right. I think she's teetering on that where she's like, no, I support you. I like that you are who you are. But we got to tone it down a little. So I don't know if it's necessarily selling out, but I just don't know if she's in the position. And I've we've all been there to really like put her foot down in a way that's deserving that he deserves as an artist. But I will give him credit for saying, look. I'm going to do me regardless. Take it or leave it. Now, it just happened to work out. You know what I mean? And sometimes you got to take those risks. I don't know if she was ready for that, though, yet. And I I oftentimes think of it as like a look at a Cardi B. Mm -hmm. And we see her when she used to be, uh, you know, working at Sue. She used to go on Instagram Live and she used to like, you know, give advice. Um, And now we see the evolution of Cardi B and some of the things like, and mind you, Cardi B is very much still true to herself. Yeah. Um, However, some of the things and how she moves is a lot different now that she is a brand, uh, you know, worth a lot of money, an international entertainer. So I see the, the differences and I see like where Crenshaw is like, I want to be true to myself, but also like, we don't know who you are. Right. Uh, and in <laughs> order to like, you know, but there is something to like his authenticity saying true to himself. And I, I think as black professionals, sometimes in a space that is, you know, a lot, we might be the only black professional in our workplace or, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it, I feel like that can resonate with a lot of people in the sense of when they tell you something that you don't agree with and you want to do it one way, you kind of like really balance that line of like, do I go and do my own way or do I just like listen to the boss? Because you know, I actually admire people like that though. I'm like, be your authentic self. Like some of us haven't either gotten to that point yet or we're still trying to figure out how do we do that by still kind of following the rules per se that are held over us but I like that you know he's willing to take that risk um, I think we all probably need a little bit more risk taker in us I, I would agree <laughs> um, and then we leave off with like Issa and uh, Nathan or Nathaniel Nathan uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so and you know I liked them back you know season four season three when Issa had met them um, they were you know kind of sort of you know entangled it was a entanglement mm-hmm. on the Ferris wheel then he went ghost huh. and then you know I guess at the last season he popped back up and now they're friends and Issa is working with him after Issa's event she was really left vulnerable yeah. um, and you know she 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 did the little you up text sometimes you gotta backtrack a little bit depending on what you need for me it just made me like not like Nathan anymore because they was about to Issa was about to give up the Lord's glory mm-hmm. and um, she had a breakdown and realized that she was not ready and Nathan's sitting there looking like what the? like you know because Nathan was like I was ready to go and you didn't <laughs> told me to stay he was on ready <laughs> and okay he put Issa to bed and yep. he left and I'm just like see that's not a friend mm-hmm. I just they're just so weird I don't know if they know what they want at all right now it's kind of a beneficial relationship for both of them you know what I mean they're getting something but they don't know how to navigate that yet in the relationship I feel like Issa is giving more than she is receiving you think so? I do. Like, well, what is she receiving from Nathan? She didn't help the move. Mm. She didn't help him with this company. Like, you know, like, what is he actually giving her? You might, you might be right. You might be right. But he, he's there when she needs somebody to talk to. You right. Know what I mean, so it may not be exactly what he's giving, but he's available. 
No, that is true. And, yeah. you know, and I, I and the one thing that I can appreciate about Nathan is that he's upfront mm-hmm. with like, you know, what he's doing, where he's at. Like, he's not necessarily like trying to lead her on. And Absolutely. I guess maybe if he even stayed the night, it might have led Issa on to believe that he was more in a more in a, a space to be vulnerable. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel it's about a, it. It's just a little codependent right now. Right. Exactly. And so then we get on to this new episode, episode three, which not a lot has happened. Oh, mm-hmm. pressure. OK, <laughs> but a lot has happened. Yes. So we get to see Lawrence. This episode is exclusively about Lawrence. We get to see Lawrence from when he and Issa left off from back when they came back from their homecomings. We get to see Lawrence kind of like settle into his new apartment, his new job. And, uh, you know, he's dating. Mm-hmm. And while he's on a date, he gets a text from good old Kendola. Which is so interesting. I don't know if I was ready for this this episode. So neither was I. But I also want to ask you a question before we dive deep into this question. So when we found when Kendola said to Lawrence last season that she was pregnant. Lawrence expressed his concern that he felt like in their relationship, they weren't ready to bring a child into this world. That's right, right? Uh, That's correct. And she essentially said to him, like, you don't have to do anything. Like, I'm going to raise this child regardless. <laughs> hmm And so, again, I I'm firmly believe. And so, I guess this is an interesting question in the sense, because you know me, I firmly believe it's a woman's body, a woman's choice. And I think that this uh, episode really navigates that. I felt so on... Uh, like I was torn um, mm-hmm. in the sense that you like, you know, throughout the show, I have become a team Lawrence. Okay. Throughout the show, I've not liked Kendola's character just mm-hmm. in the sense of like you stepping on Issa man and I'm ready to fight. You was being real loyal to Issa, huh? Okay. And then there is the essence of like Kendola being a woman and uh, my mother is a woman. My sister is a woman. And there is something that I will always sympathize, empathize and always want to support. Right. And so find out that Kendola has the baby. Lawrence drops everything, runs there. Runs to the hospital only to find that, you know, Kendola's mom and shout out to, I was like, is that Kiki Palmer? <laughs> yes. And speaking of waiting to exhale, did you see the mom? The mom. Yes. yes. Uh, Leela Rashawn made her debut. Mm-hmm. So it is, uh, and mind you, you already know the mom and the sister are on mom and sister duty. Listen, they were sitting on ready when he walked into that room. And it it like it started this convoluted uh, relationship in the sense of the baby. Mind you, so she named the baby. She did give the baby Lawrence's last name. Um, now, the baby Child, name that was like middle name. I can't. Uh, <laughs> what, what was it? Elijah? What was it? A uh, Sojourner Truth? Uh, right. And then I want to say Mufasa, but that's not it. Mustafa, right. Mustafa. We Mufasa in the episode. I cannot. We really get to see Lawrence. And mind you, Lawrence is not living in the city. Like, he moved back to L.A. to take this job. Or he moved to L.A. to take this job, which is something that he was upfront with Condola about. And, you know, we see them co-parenting. Yeah. And how would you how would you take the co-parenting is going? Well, first, I want to back up a little bit because okay. you said something, too, about, you know, basically Lawrence was saying, like, I don't think we're in a position to raise a child. 
I have a problem with that just when people in general make comments like that because um, you should have thought about that before you had sex and did not use protection. One. Okay, just saying. It's too late now, right? Um, and then when you think about it, Cajola did not necessarily do anything wrong. We just have a loyalty to Issa and their relationship. You know what I mean? Which I feel completely. Um, and, both sides. And I feel like that's the conflict. It, the, that's the conflict in this episode for us as viewers feel like it's so relatable mm-hmm. um, and so again so Lawrence she says she having a baby regardless of your support or not obviously Lawrence said like I will be an active father in my child's life mm-hmm. but we don't live in the same city so what does that look like what does it look like first of all it looks like a conversation which is the part that was missing so I was a little torn because I appreciate and I don't even know if I appreciate is the right word because it's his job as a father to do, right? But I appreciate him making this effort that he started off making. Right. Um, but then also thinking back where Canola was like, listen, I'm going to do this no matter what. So it's kind of like, like you said, it's her body, her choice. We've had the baby now. But does she get to make all the decisions? Right. And I and first of all, y'all know, listen, my social worker hat was screaming this episode. And Again, what I, I what I like about what they've done uh, with this episode, and again, because listen, we get to see Lawrence flying back and forth, trying to be there mm-hmm. for the baby. We see like the doctor's appointment yeah. where, you know, most sometimes children, especially at their first doctor's appointment, they might lose weight because they're not eating. They're right. not taking. Yep. And, um, you know, Lawrence got questions and like, you know, mm-hmm. Condola's like, we got this. I'm, I'm seeing a breastfeeding uh, counselor like we got this. And Lawrence, like, is there a problem? Is there something wrong? You know, he is um he's what, what's the term like quarterback in the third I don't know. He's just like coming in late with information. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, is and again, we sympathize with Condola like she's raising this child on her own, although she has a mom and her sister support. So it's like I don't have. Right. I don't have time to give you the nitty gritty of everything that's going on because I'm raising this child. Right. And are you checking in to see what's going on? Because he can't be mad when she's making these plans if he's not checking in. Yeah, you're flying back and forth. But hey, I need you to be actually present. And, and that probably wasn't thought about when he took that job. No, right. And I'm, I'm, mind you, because the baby wasn't here. The baby was mm-hmm. more so of a thought. Out of sight, out of mind. Right. Right. But then I also think of like, well, should Condola be doing a better job of keeping him informed of things? Hmm. I mean, simply put, they need a conversation. What right. are roles going to be? How are we going to do this? Which you can kind of see they left off on like, okay, this is not working. What are we going to do? Um, but it was a little, I don't know. I'm really, really torn because she's like, speaking of the, like the baptism, she's like, no, we got a plan. You know, I felt like that was something she probably could have shared with him. Right. To get his and opinion. Absolutely. Mama is really chiming in. And it's not like he's not present. And again, I yeah. feel like with and for in the black community, because that's the only community I can speak for, because that's mm-hmm. what I'm in. I feel like this conversation happens so much, yeah. especially with black men one I feel like we get stigmatized or they get stigmatized because I ain't a father but I'm a black mm-hmm. man but I do feel like there are a lot of black fathers that get stigmatized as a deadbeat dad yeah I feel like we got to see that with Lawrence where again from the episode we are looking at it through Lawrence's perspective we see Lawrence flying back and forth we see Lawrence having to do work we see Lawrence legitimately having to miss a visit because he has to work hmm but the thing about that is Men in these cases, like like well, parents, right? We're not generalizing, but I'm just saying they want credit for that. 
You know what I mean? True. But are we forgetting that the mother is there 24 hours a day in this case, you know, feeding and changing and making the plans. So, yes, we appreciate you coming in, flying in, but that's what you need to do. It's your child. No, I, and I, I agree. But I also feel like I'm see, this is where I'm torn because, <laughs> like, you know, and I get what like Condola is saying, even though I don't really like her. Yeah. But I like, you know, I'm on your side where it's like you need to be more present. But then I also think like, whoa, whoa whose accountability should it be on that like you've decided to have this child knowing that he does not live in the city but knowing that he wants to be a part of the relationship but you know where it gets tricky too is now you have the mother and the sister let's talk about it because I don't know listen and that is sometimes Ooh, listen Hmm. Uh, again I can only speak for the community that I'm in and mind you Mm -hmm. I got brothers and I got a barb Um, and I know how my mom feels a lot of the times about like her grandchildren and sometimes um, the like the involvement or lack of the involvement that that family um, gives our side of the family and I always tell my mom, like, you know, and mind you, I don't know if this is right or right, but I always, like, you know, when I'm calming Barb down, because, like, you know, y'all think Barb's message, that's Barb, but listen, Barb is spicy, too. You're the mama. And um, I always tell my mom, like, that's, I, 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 it's, it is, we, like, we're at an unfair advantage, and it's nothing that really we can do about it. Mm-hmm. And also, moms, you can tell uh, Condola's mom in this case, right? She's trying to be nice. She's trying to kind of facilitate them coming together. Whereas Kiki's like, ah, ah. you know, it's always one, right? And the family's mm-hmm. gonna be like, nope. And you have to think about it. She's only hearing Condola's side of what's happening. She only sees, you know, Lawrence coming in and out. And I think one of the things that you just kind of ask, like, well, whose responsibility is it, right? To like have this conversation to figure out what we're gonna do. And we have to also tell our family, like, hey. I need you to back back a little bit. Like, let me handle this. Right. And still be respectful of our child's father and our mother in whatever case we're talking about. You know what I mean? Uh, a thousand percent. And uh, uh, another part of the dilemma that I like that we get to see is, again, like you said, you know, Lawrence is flying in and out. He's not really there at the early AMs and all that. He wants the credit for it. However, I do feel like majority or some of the times there are men that want to be involved but they get this resistance from the family mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they throw their hands up. This is very, very true. I, I do. And <laughs> an example, he was living his best life. That scene where his, you know, girl that he's, I guess, dating or seeing now. I said, oh, he is out here. Okay. Out, out. Still living while she is, you know, raising this child. But you are so right. I think that there are plenty of men who are really trying and making the effort. But because of the family dynamic, they're like, look. I'm just going to stay back. You know what I mean? Or I'm going to come in as needed. And again, right. communication. What is mm. your role going to be? How are we going to do this? So it's going to be interesting how this really plays out of what, you know, middle ground they come to. Um, because right now they all over the place. They are. And uh, the social worker in me, um, when I dealt with child and welfare issues, we saw a lot of these yeah. issues coming to our door. And we're like, listen, we only care about the child's well-being. Mm-hmm. So if the child is not abused or not being neglected, they- y'all gonna have to take this to family court. Right. But you let me tell you what was interesting, though, when they when Condola reached out to go to the birthday party and have mm-hmm. them go together. Well, <laughs> I think that is adding another element, right? It's first of all, it's a little bit of effort. Like we should do this together, but does it send mixed signals? Yeah, well, but but who is sending the mystic mixed yeah. signals? In this case, her because he clarified. He said we're going. What's the child's name? 
baby Lawrence okay right little Lawrence uh little Lawrence Mustafa in this case he he made it clear are we going with little Lawrence because this is not just a me and you thing so I thought that was interesting I also think that say Lawrence and Condola were like listen I am living here for this job because I can't piss up this money but I still want to work on our relationship I wonder whether or not we will be seeing a lot of the problems that we are seeing Mm -hmm. and are we seeing a more spiteful Condola because when she told Lawrence that I'm pregnant was did he not jump on board and say let's make everything work Mm -hmm. see that's where it gets tricky to wait for the first time that they actually stay at the same house together even Mm -hmm. if it's about the baby let's wait for that but you know what I was waiting for though right wait at the party where's Issa and Molly so Tiffany and her husband and Kelly, they have Tiffany's baby's first birthday party. And this is the party that we're referring to that Condola Texas uh, I was about to say Terrence Lawrence, like we going together and Lawrence is like, we going with the baby, like we're going as baby Lawrence's parents. I just knew at this party that Issa and Molly would show up and it would be like Issa to actually see Lawrence mm-hmm. in like present but in true insecure fashion I would not be surprised if like next episode we get like Issa's backstory as she was going to go but then Kelly texted her and said Lawrence yeah, was going yeah something something happened you're right we're gonna find that out something happened but I'm just like where are they and so slick asking about them either or actually asking about Issa where are your friends how was everybody else and mind you I loved Kelly's response everybody that I associate is thriving love it using it <laughs> okay that's how you clear up okay that's how you throw shade as a friend staying loyal but keeping it cute when you got to be in the neutral ground that's right and so for me i'm always thinking ahead of the plot like ooh, what does this mean what is this like you know and for me tell me if you think i'm off or i'm curious to know your thoughts i feel like this dilemma that we are seeing with lawrence could be a dilemma that brings him and Issa closer because we see Issa last episode you know her emotional struggles doing whatever like you know um, she's thriving but emotionally uh, she is like feeling incomplete maybe and we see and she's saying that like you know what I can't do this baby thing that's what she said but sometimes you know it's different and now that maybe I don't know in my mind I'm like oh this could be the driving force that bring Issa and Lawrence back together I don't know but then at the same time I'm like yeah they're gonna come back together for a minute and then she's gonna be like nope I can't handle this and then it'll be the end again I don't know there's so many different ways that this can go but you're not off on that thinking now how they come back together now is going to be the interesting part like he maybe he needs a listening ear but can remember he's doing his thing in San Fran too I mean, but why should he not? Like, he made it clear to Condola, I want to be a part uh, of this baby's fi- life, but I'm not in a relationship with you. He, I mean, Issa, Issa just dumped him. So, I mean, baby boy should be living his best life. I guess. It's just so unfair that women have to wait to live their best life again. The men can just carry on like nothing has happened. I, I do agree. But so, I like, but then this is also an interesting question. Should Lawrence be punished for that? No, I don't think it's a punishment, no. But I think he needs to... Uh, mm, maybe make some more sacrifices. For example, when he canceled because he couldn't go, we didn't really know why. To me, I felt like he was just tired. It wasn't necessarily right. that he couldn't go because of work. You know what I mean? True. Like he looked at the suitcase. It was like, Sh- I ain't even gonna I feel like getting on no other yeah, plane, exactly. right? So like, no, you need to sacrifice and get on back down there. I'm just curious how he's going to navigate this situation with work too, because Will he ended up? Will he end up moving back to LA, or is he gonna thug it out and stay in San Fran and go commute back and forth? But maybe it's not as often. 
And then I also, another piece of it, uh, I felt like when him and Condola were fighting and she's just like, you're playing part-time dad. You're like, you know, flying in and like whatever, but you're not being there. But then the second that he, like, so you're making it seem like he's not doing enough. And then the second that he can't come, then it's a whole big, like, so which one is it, Condola? She does have to make up her mind, right? Because it's like, you're making excuses now. He's trying to be there, but you're not actually communicating with him. When do you want him to be there? What do you need? You're not sharing anything. You're just making these decisions, especially because you see that he's trying to be present. Now, right. that is what I have a problem with. Like you said earlier, he's actually trying. It'd be different if he wasn't. Another point that, like, I wanted to, like, be on Lawrence's side, but I, I had to. I, they clearly had a conversation. Uh, Lawrence was going to come in. And mind you, Lawrence made it clear he do not want to stay at that house because he does not want to send mixed signals to her, which I can appreciate. I appreciate it, too. Because most men, they like to stick their, you know, hand back in the cookie jar. Yep, which will be interesting if that ever happens. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a night where they're staying together. We're going to Right. And, you know, I guess they planned for Lawrence to take the baby. And at the last minute, she pulls out. And, and like, I relate to her. Like, I don't want to let, like, I, like, I don't want to let my child go. I don't want to, like, yeah. and that that's an interesting conflict because he's like, okay, well, if you want me to be here, president, you want me to have these moments. Like, if I were to be in this child's life, there are going to be times that even if we were together, you would have to go to work. You have to do something where you would have to depend on me to care for our, not your, our oh, child. But a whole week, though, he hit her with a whole week and the baby was just born. Now, that was a lot. No, it is. It is. It is. It is. It is. a lot. But again, that I think the first few months, a year is going to be so tricky. Like, how do they navigate this? Because that's when, as you brought up maybe it brings him and Issa closer but also he's going to be torn you know what I mean he's gonna be torn like okay maybe Issa I'm you know I can rely on her for some things let's try to see where we go with this but at the same time I gotta be over here frequently you know what and, I mean how's it right. gonna work and I, it also brings up another interesting question um again I, I keep saying this because the only community <laughs> I know when I have experience is the black community mm-hmm. um it brings up like when uh Lawrence says that I'm going to do whatever it is in my power to do to ensure that I'm in this child's life and normally that means family court um and when yeah. they assess this will they say hey there's 50 percent or they say like you know what the primal the primary const- custodial uh parent will be condola you still have parent rights and you might get assessed for child support mm-hmm. and so it seems as if they try to stay out of that route because most black people don't like court we don't want like the child support especially if the dad is being a support to you mm-hmm. um what is the like you know so there might you but sometimes the courts have to uh sometimes you might have to get court involved if you feel like she is leaving you out however the court is going to look and say well listen don't look mind you because oh listen I told you my social worker had and came out came on i just hope they don't have to go get to that point but i but so here's my question to you <laughs> this is a good episode do you feel like Lauren should take that route if it continues the way we've seen it this episode. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I do think that, you know, parents have to protect themselves. I just hope he doesn't get to that point, Bryce. Like, come on. Like, y'all can find a way. The problem is you got to put your pride aside. You know what I mean? Right. You that you have to because it's not about you. It's about the child. 
And it is. They can't go to court. Mm-mm. I'm not going to speak that one over them. I mean, I, I, like, but my thing is, like, I, I mean, if, if you are being left out of, like, you know, religious decisions, if you're yeah. being left out of, like, that's like, you know, Lawrence has a legal right to make those decisions with you, Condola. Yeah. Another thing that I don't feel like we talked about, and maybe the episode didn't really talk about, but it kind of sort of did in, in different ways. Like, you know, postpartum depression is a real thing. Absolutely. And, you know, they don't necessarily say it but there are times that we see Kendola sad we see her like lack of energy and again that also could play a role into her why, mood, like, her mood yes. why she's reasoning that way and so like you know there again although I do not <laughs> want to be team Kendola I more like and again I love Lawrence but again I I find that as much as I fight it the more I am somewhat leaning to Candola in the sense of like yeah you might not be making rational decisions right now because you going off of four hours of sleep you're like you know and it, it's just like you can see that emotion too because after they had that kind of that then she that she called you know they had the phone call and you could tell she's kind of like hey like I was tripping a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it was me. You know what I mean? And you could definitely see her mood kind of, but you also see her tiptoe like, do I share this with my sister or do I not? Right. You know what I mean? Like, and then, and, but the, first of all, not even with children, a lot of the times, those friends, mothers yes. and sisters in relationships in um, general. Can't tell everybody everything. But it'd be hard because you'd be wanting that emotional support. You'd be wanting that codependence mm-hmm. in the friends that be like, so again, all of the reasons why I love insecure <laughs> because if y'all listen do you see how many subjects that we have touched uh, upon and first of all this episode wasn't even that good like in the sense of like it nothing really happened nothing happened but you know what it's so relatable in so mm. many ways that we can find all these little things to be like okay i can see how that could happen oh no i can relate to that you know what i mean so much just in that little bit so I I'm excited like I don't want the ep- I don't want the season to end but I'm like you know what I need to see what happened uh-huh. also I feel like um I I love Kiki Palmer's uh character as the sister because again I have brothers and again like I said my mom gets spicy so it's like I'm actually the sibling that's used to being on the, but on the other side yes. like you know like uh-uh, mommy we rolling up to this bridal shower mm-hmm. we rolling up to this baby shower yes. we're making our name known Absolutely. Um, so I'm like what'd he say what'd he do okay right. we're going we what's up. the tea hmm. and you know uh, again the advice that I always give my mom in these situations because it happens a lot more than you think is that you know what I do feel like they are more so in control of the everyday life and decisions of the child um, and we as the paternal side of the family we have to ensure that we are just there in the child's life and that our presence is known and like I have a nephew that's 18 years old now and um you know so you know like it was a little drama in the beginning but um you know that's my squishy pushy and to this day he calls me for like Uncle Bryce how do I do this or like you know what I mean and so I think that no matter however the beginning is it's always going to be rocky but I definitely um, like my suggestion to families that anybody that might be going through this especially if you might be on like the paternal side of the family that yeah. you're not feeling like it's important to just maintain remember it's about the child and maintain your relationship maintain your consistency maintain Absolutely. because it definitely pays off you know if my mom threw her hands up or we threw our hands up like I wouldn't have the relationship that I have with my squishy pushy right now so I feel a sense of like ownership to the child right like we've all right. played a role in our niece and nephews you know lives but like at the end of the day the parents have to be the ones to make those decisions and mm-hmm. we have to be there to be supportive and still be a part of our niece or nephew's life 
I agree. I agree. We don't see. So, yes, this is a juicy mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. So, thank you so much, Sharia, for taking the time out to come back on the Purple Pants podcast to break mm-hmm. and secure down with us. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to see how the season goes and, this con- and the conversation continues. Yes, but before we go, where can the people follow you at on the Twitter, the Instagram, so we know, so we can, if they want to tweet you and say, oh, yes, Sharia, I agree. Yes, follow me at, at Survivor Riri. Slide in. Let's chat. Yes, and you guys will be back in two weeks to break down another two episodes of Insecure. Okay. Can't wait. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a purple pants flavor play I'm sure to breathe for every day And it can get me a little A-OK It's a purple pants flavor play And we are back this week I'm super excited I told y'all the Purple Pants play-by-play was coming back and I was bringing a special guest. So without further ado, let's welcome Joey Hatch to the Purple Pants podcast. What up, what up, what up, Purple Pants? What's going on, Joey? How's everything? What's every, everything good with you? Everything is great. You know, feeling good, feeling great. Oh, How are you? I'm blessed by the best. <laughs> I feel like this is your first time on the podcast, but I feel like it's definitely not because, you know, the Purple Pants posse, they know you when they see you. Oh, they, up, y'all? They shout out the Joseph to the Hitch. Um, and so to anybody that's listening, you know, I started this new segment called Purple Pants Play by Play, where it's, you know, my take on sports. Let's clarify that. Bryce's take. Yes. Bryce's so, take. Yes, it is my take. But <laughs> my uh, almanac of all things sports is uh, partly Joey. So anytime I got a subject to talk about, I always have to call him and be like, Joey, what was the score on this? Who played for this team? Who do this? Who do that? So... True, false? That's very true. I do what I can with what I know. I appreciate it. So, uh, we are here today to discuss Malice in the Palace. It is a documentary on Netflix that follows a November 19th, 
2004 incident, which happened at the palace in Auburn Hills. Oh, okay. Come on. <laughs> I don't got my bell, but this, this is why Joey is here. Ding, 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 ding. Um, and it is, was a, so let's hear from your perspective. When you think of malice in the palace, Joey, what do you think of? Well, I actually, without watching it, I definitely watched it, but I remembered it because I remember the game like like it was yesterday. I just remember this all-out mayhem that occurred during a game. The game was actually going very, very well until a fan decided to do something mm. dumb that fans do and throw a beer on Ron Artest, and that's when things just escalated through the roof. Yeah, and uh, after watching... The, so, what, well, you, your original take on it, like you watching it live in 2004 when I was like in third grade, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you might have been in high school or getting ready to enter college. What, like, your original take on it, did you think, like, it was the players being messy or did you, like, what were your initial thoughts? Because people don't... I mean, I don't know if back in 2004 did we automatically know that it was... Like somebody threw something at Ron Artest or did we think that Ron Artest was going crazy? Because at that time he was one of the uh, more, I don't want to say aggressive, but one of the more. He was a hard nosed player. Right. Um, My take on it back then, I didn't have all the facts. I do remember seeing vaguely something being thrown, but I didn't at the time realize that's what caused it. All I can remember is that I thought, yo, the players are really tripping. Mm -hmm. Like seeing it. In live time, you don't really know all the facts and what's going on. And when I saw it, I was just like, wow, why are all these professional athletes who are getting paid millions of dollars treating these fans this way? Mm. But then as the weeks went on and the story just kept coming out, I was like, oh, that's what happened. Oh, wow. Fans of that. Oh, my goodness. The fans were tripping. And then after the documentary came out and pieced everything together, I was able to see like it was actually the fans that caused everything. Yeah. And and that is a, a great point in the sense of the documentary really outlines everything. And I really feel like it humanizes the four main characters, essentially, like Jermaine O'Neal. Uh, J.O. OK, come on, J.O. Uh, Steven Jackson. Stack. <laughs> Meta World Peace. Oh, uh, we called him Ron Artest back then. And Reggie Miller. Okay, just the three-port gunner. Um, and you mind you, I liked Reggie Miller. Wasn't Reggie Miller in that movie? Um, uh, maybe, I don't know. He was in Space Jam. Maybe, no, it wasn't Space Jam. I no, felt- it wasn't in Space Jam. I'm thinking I'm tripping. That was Michael Jordan. No, I know. I know that was Mike. Don't do me like that. <laughs> they don't like Bryce. You get the like facts that. from him. Nah, don't do me like that. It was interesting because Reggie Miller pay, played for the Indiana Pacers. And during the documentary, you really can see that Reggie Miller is, would you say, one of the greatest to never win a ring? Yeah, he's definitely on that list. There, the list isn't that long, but he is definitely one of the greatest that played the sport that never got a ring. And we see that like it starts off with them drafting Jermaine O'Neal, like this young kid who is like ready to play, super excited. And um, I guess there's like a season uh, where Reggie and Jermaine, they're playing against the Indiana. And it's like they are. They, OK, they are. Indiana. <laughs> they're playing against Detroit and Detroit basically sweeps them. And so, you know, I guess like the Sixers say, trust the process. They were trusting the process in essence of we're a young team we need to like build and then the time came where they got Ron Artest and Jermaine and Steven Jackson and all of a sudden they was like uh oh this is the dream team right so essentially what they did is make 
the correct moves to put them in a place to win a championship. Is Ben Simmons in the correct place to win the championship? Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. It's still a touchy subject. I don't really want to okay. go there. All right. right okay. All right. <laughs> we trust in the process. Oh, yeah, man. Are we? Because mm, the Sixers fans say. <laughs> right. Next, please. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> so we get this heated. I don't know what season this would be, but the, the season has come. Detroit, they going to have to see the Pacers. And it's a rival team, you know, pretty, you know, things get a little heated in sports when you are really out to win and you got something to prove. And that year, Indiana has a... has really been, okay, we setting fire alarms right, off. Right, 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 right. Might have to leave the building. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you get Wendell Card. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. Sorry. We'll, uh, we'll tell y'all one, one day later on Patreon. I think, well, Wendell, Wendell might have already told them. Okay. Uh, but they, uh, they are going against and they're playing them and they really have to see them. The Indiana Pacers are really like killing the season. They are like the team to beat. Well, the season had just kind of started it was the season wasn't in full swing yet okay. but it was they were like about a month in and like i said the the correct moves were made um if if it wasn't for this fight mm. they might have gone on to win a championship because mm. a lot of people were suspended and a lot of fines were handed out so they are during this game you know ron or tess Meta World Love is a uh, ease peace. Oh, Meta World Peace. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, what more? <laughs> Meta World Peace also equals love to me. Things are getting a bit physical, uh, you know, but that's where Meta World Peace lives in that realm. And a fan throws something, and it really kind of sparks this intense uh, team battle. And you know, we see Jermaine, we see Steven Jackson, uh, really kind of stepping up for their teammate through the document. What I loved about the documentary was it was that like we're not seeing the sports anchors talk about, you know, these thugs out here. We are actually really getting to see these men talk about this experience. For me, that was just the most eye-opening part. Steven Jackson was like, I wasn't even really feeling Ron Artest like that, but he's a teammate of mine, and, and I'm riding. And I'm going to ride. Right. And I was like, ugh. I, I believe, um, I'm not sure if, if anybody on the Pistons might have was might have been riding at that time, too. But at the end of the day, that's like, yes, we are on opposite teams, but at the end of the day, we're a brotherhood. So if, if somebody's coming after my brother, right. no, no matter what team I'm on, I'm still going to ride for him. Right. And so it it became this team battle and then the fans were really getting involved. The fans were coming down and then it really became like these, how many people on the basketball team? On a roster? A roster. They usually hold 12. 12 to, I think, 16 or 18. So 16 to 18 people against 20,000 fans. And they quickly, like, escort the the Indiana Pacers out because the Detroit, they at home. The fans aren't really coming for the Detroit team. It's really the Indiana Pacers. And it's really a, a rather serious uh, type of thing where 20,000 people. And even in the documentary, you get to see some of, like, the police officers that were there that essentially did nothing. There was even Reggie Miller was sitting on the bench that uh, at the time he came and was, like, trying to, like, tell the ref, like, what's going on? And the ref looking at Reggie Miller, like, not the ref the police are looking at him like what are you doing get back and Reggie Miller like I'm Reggie Miller right so that was also very interesting and then basically to learn through the investigation and let's just say the police did a 
thorough investigation, more thorough, in my opinion, than the them taking the Capitol. Oh, hundred percent. Okay, like when it, <laughs> if you see the documentary, you will really see that they like screenshot froze. They were like, I mean, it it it's and it looked like they were prosecuting a little bit more than people they that stormed the make, capital. They wanted to make sure they got the correct people and not overlook anything. Right. They dotted all their I's and crossed all the T's. And uh, it is just interesting in the sense of when you're watching this documentary, you see the. News and the sports commentators commenting on these players and especially given the day and age that we are where like words matter and how you use your words and a lot of these sports commenters uh, who are non people of color like talking about look at these thugs. Well if I can add I I don't mean to cut you off but that was around the time where AI had just Mm. he didn't just come in he came in in 96 but that was when the the big clothes Mm. and the braids and the tattoos come into play. So change. Right so they the NBA was trying to get away from that look but the commentators and the the uh, media were making it seem like, you know, these guys, these thugs were, right. were <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, y'all. Ooh. Got a little frog in my throat. Oh, not a frog. Uh, <laughs> um, they're trying to make it seem like, you know, these athletes are, right. are everyday people at the end of the day. They just happen to get paid a lot of money to do to entertain us. Right. And it's like, because you wear, ba- like, I wore baggy clothes back in the day. I wore rock wear. That, does that make me a thug? According to the people in the media, absolutely. And so, it also was just very interesting to see how they portrayed these, uh, the Indiana Pacers, but because of this fight that broke out. But I also, for me, it makes me think of hockey. Uh, There's fighting on the ice. Like, that's a part of the game. Exactly. But I've yet to ever hear a, a hockey player be called a thug well me and you both know the reason well i mean yeah and i think that it's also it plays into this whole when sometimes when you when people think of malice in the palace they really there is no get me wrong the event should have never happened it was like horrible but they haven't missed they they don't i don't feel like they truly can understand it um and i feel like watching this documentary you really get to see that actually it was ron artest was essentially assaulted by a fan it wasn't essentially he was right. assaulted by a fan and like if i'm walking down the street and somebody throw a soda at me i'm not just gonna wave like you know <laughs> we're probably gonna mix right now if the shoe was on the other foot if ron artest had walked up and threw a beer on that fan ron would have got fined millions of dollars right. and probably kicked out the league but because it was uh Kevin, I call him Kevin in Auburn Hills. He just got away with doing whatever he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And what I also think is interesting is that, like, literally the guy that threw it in the documentary, like Ron Artest, runs past the guy that threw it. Yeah, he just he reacted and said he didn't use judgment. He just as you, if you, if one of your, if me or one got in a fight. And you, you didn't see who threw the punch. You just saw kind of the aftermath. You're you're running in there and right. just throwing hands. You don't care. <laughs> okay. Spicy Bricey coming right on out. And it, it's just interesting because uh, I say the privilege of this guy. Because uh, even when the police came to his house, the news were coming there. It was like this, like, so what? Like, I, I'm, I'm not those thugs that, like, you know, like, just the... 
the him being so upset at like a NBA player and thinking that you can throw your drink on him is just mind boggling to me. But again, the most the best part about this documentary for me was really hearing from Jermaine, was really hearing from Steven Jackson, was really hearing from World Meta Peace and hearing their thoughts on it. And also what we don't really talk about is like mental health as a, a professional sport player. Oh, he has, he's a big advocate for yeah. mental health. He was getting mental health during that time period and it was like somewhat of taboo. Uh, we even That's hear, what he was doing. He was counting to right. like five just to like clear his mind. When he was laying on the thing to like, and mind you, people thought that he was like provoking the crowd. Like, no, he was literally doing a Bryce Isaiah 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It, it just goes to show you that one, you never know what somebody is going through or dealing with. So, Keep your hands and your soul to see yourself. Okay, that's the word of the day. Uh, but two, also, like, for the, the media to villainize these black men, let's call a thing a thing, yes. uh, you know, and not really giving them the benefit of the doubt. And when you know Jermaine's story, and I don't want to give too much away because if you haven't seen Malice in the Palace, I think that it is definitely worth your watch. Uh, but when you hear Jermaine's story, uh, where we came from, you know, him being suspended for the rest of the season, like how that affects not just him, his family, his family yeah. and all for something that he didn't really do. He like he was it. protecting his brother. Right. That's that's foul. And I'm actually more mad at the NBA after watching this for not for for punishing the players the way that they did. Yes, I understand you want to make a statement, but the players didn't cause this. They were just protecting themselves. Right. But it was a media storm and the way the media was looking at it was as if they were the now I don't know if I'm saying this right, but as if they were the protagonists. Yeah. And it is, and again, when antagonist, you, antagonist. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, that's how I think. Sorry, okay. it's been a while since I've been in college. Ooh, shall I see you? What I, I another thing that makes me also sad about this story is, in the sense, Reggie Miller never got his ring. Man. And that would have been his opportunity. And Steven Jackson went on to play. Now, this is what they said in the documentary. Maybe you could break this down to me. So we know that uh, Meta World Peace, Ron Artest, he went on to the Lakers yes. and got a ring. Yes. Uh, then Steven Jackson, uh, who's on the All Smoke podcast with, what's my guy name? Matt, Matt Barnes. Barnes. Shout out to All the Smoke. Chile. He went on to play for a they didn't make it seem like he got a ring. They made it seem like he was on the team that got a ring, but I'm like, no, I think he went to the Spurs and ended up getting a a ring or maybe even two. Oh, okay. So then that makes sense. But then Jermaine Jackson, like basically like, are we talking about Michael's brother or (laughs) not not Tito? Come on, pop. Uh, But Jermaine, who really was, had this like, you know, rags to riches story, really one of the, the one of the people that you connect the most to in the documentary that essentially that night really ended his NBA career. Uh Amongst injuries and everything, he he didn't get a ring because not right. because of that, but he could have he could have got his only shot at a ring right then and there. So and then you know it, it just um it, for me it just really opened my eyes because I like I said I was in third grade when it happened and I remember <laughs> thinking like oh my god these basketball players like they're so crazy and like that's I never really thought about it again because I don't really watch sports and that was really my perception of it until I tuned in to see this and it really like not only like opened my eyes at like the empathy that I. I have for these players is tremendous. Now, also, there is this huge scene that everyone knows about uh, during this time. There was a fan that Ron Artest punched. 
If you look up the scene, literally he's like knocking him down. And uh, when you watch the documentary, it's one of like the most Googleable moments of this uh, interaction. Oh, Both, not during not during the game, but not during the game, yeah, during the during fight. Like, career, yeah. He came down and was like with his friends yeah, and like yeah, him yeah. and Ron Artest started rumbling and want Ron Meta World Love swung that ball. <laughs> and um, it's also interesting throughout the documentary, you see just different clips. Like you, they, they keep showing you this clip of this guy being brought out on a stretcher. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my God. But then he when you watch the no documentary, stretcher. he didn't need no stretcher. It's, but, and mind you, when you watch the documentary, you see the guy, first of all, arguing with the police, seeing like, oh, you see him getting beat up. You see him being like the antagonist. Then you see that he's the actual guy in this B-roll that you keep seeing on the stretcher. Like, excuse me, sir, pick a side. How you just arguing with the cops? You running down the stadium and now you in a stretcher with a neck brace. Make it make sense. Like, clearly he was trying to get a shack. Uh, That's how it always happens, man. But even more funnier is he's in the documentary. Right. They did interview him at the end. Like, no, get him out of here. Right. He's still money thirsty. (laughs) I wonder if they paid him. I'm sure you got it's Netflix. I'm sure you got paid. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, like after all these years, like not only if memes were out, then he would definitely be a meme. A boomerang. A boomerang, (laughs) a TikTok or something. But that's what his edge get. And when he went to go press charges, shout out to that DA. The DA say, you brought your ass from them seats to the court. Yeah, what did you think was going to happen? You actually got in his face. No, we should be charging you. Not only did you get in his face, you assaulted him. You assaulted him. And mind you, you got put to sleep. Right. So uh, I just wanted to bring this to Purple Pants play by play because I thought it just uh, really kind of embodies everything about what I want Purple Pants play by play to be. So if you've not seen this documentary on Netflix, uh, Mayhem in the Palace. Malice in the Palace. Uh, ooh, ooh. Have I been saying that the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> I, we're not going to talk about it. I'm just going to as I do the one, you know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> Joey's used to how I talk. OK, because I just mix up. So I can meet somebody and they say their name is Joshua three seconds later I'd be like and you're Matthew right right but people be thinking I'm doing that on purpose I'm nah, really, that's really I, Bryce I, so if he's ever gotten your your name wrong just don't feel bad charge it to his head not his heart thank you I appreciate that uh so but definitely check it out I think it's worth your watching now since I have you here mm-hmm. uh what else is going on in the sports world anything the purple pants posse should know about uh, let's see. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated and he claimed to have been vaccinated at the start of the NFL season. Oh, so that's actually big news. The NFL is opening up an investigation for the Green Bay Packers to see like if, if it's just Aaron Rodgers, who else could it possibly be? And do we need to hand out suspensions mm. or fines or expulsions mm. or anything? So that's what's going on. Um, in the NFL today. Oh, so not so he went to like 52nd Street and got one of them fake vaccination cards. And I mean, for lack of a better term, absolutely. That's wow, what he did. Uh, that's interesting. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, these sports teams making it mandatory for people to be vaccinated? Uh, I don't really have an opinion on it. I, I feel as though people should do with their bodies what they want to. I find it weird as as though the government and sports organizations are forcing people to do what they want, but it's for entertainment. So it's for the dollar at the end of the day. Mm. So I understand why organizations want to do it, but they shouldn't force anybody to to inject themselves with something that that they don't even know what, what it is. 
interesting. And I'm not, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I am vaccinated. Purple oh, pants. Okay. Posse. <laughs> we got Vax together. What am I? I got Pfizer. <laughs> Pfizer? Pfizer. Oh. Ain't no silent P over here. <laughs> Oh, not the puff sir. Um, and then what's going on with the mellow ball? Uh, he might. Is he the worst player? In Don't I, listen. I, this podcast can be over real quick. Okay. <laughs> no, he's actually playing very well. He played well last night against Golden State. I'm a big Golden State Warriors fan. I'm, I like Steph Curry. Don't get me wrong. I love my Philadelphia 76ers, but if I have another team to root for outside of them, it's the Warriors because of Steph. And Mello gave them a run for their money oh. last night. So oh. I was, I'm th- thoroughly impressed with his game. Uh, did you know between Mello and Zoe that Mello would be the... Who do you think is the better player? In all honesty, mm. I think Mello is the better player. Mm. And I thought because of how they were growing up, Jello was going to be better than Zoe. But it turns out it goes Mello, Zoe, then Jello. Mm. And we know that Jello is currently on the G League. Yeah, I think he's on the. I think he might be on the. He, the uh, the he's on the Hornets G League. I forget the name because it's something funky. Like Bumblebees, or something, I'm something with, like that. Bumblebees. I'm messing with y'all because you are rumble with the B. Now we're not doing little camera. Uh, we weekend. Um, <laughs> we always got time. What? Um, I guess I had this conversation for you in regards to Jello. Like, do you feel like uh, in his situation, do you just feel like he's just not a good player and he needs to accept it? Or do you feel like he just still needs to develop his skills? It just needs to develop his skills in his game. Um, he, he was under a lot of pressure with, you know, who his dad is and who his brothers are. So he felt the need that he needed to be great right now. But I feel as though if he puts a little time and a little effort into his game, he'll get to where he needs to be. Do you feel like if he was not a ball per se, he didn't have the ball last name. Do you feel like he would even be a contender? If he didn't have the ball last name, he wouldn't have got a shot. Mm. He would have probably went straight overseas and then had to work his way to get back to the league or even to the G league. But even going overseas, they get paid like it's, they get paid. There's it's nothing money there. There's so nothing I mean, I'm not even mad. So he definitely does have skills. Yes. Okay. He can play the game of basketball, but he's just not on the level of like to be in the NBA. These guys are freaks of nature. They, mm. they are. Tell me about Oh that. my God. <laughs> these guys are, uh, and not even just the NBA, like WNBA too. Like these yeah. professional athletes are, or, uh, they're very athletic and you have to be a different mindset than when you were in college. So I think once that switch goes off in his head, he'll be okay. Mm, Okay. Well, guys, we're going to conclude this Purple Pants play-by-play. But listen, let us know if there is a topic, if there is a movie, if there is something that you want to hear from Joey and I. We will be back with the Purple Pants play-by-play. But before we go, Joey, let the people know where they can follow you at, what you got cooking, what's going on in your world, so you know the Purple Pants posse could be a part. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at Joey dot hatch or you can even follow my band page i need to get the, those followers up too at Hatchfest, h-a-t-c-h-f-e-s-t and uh just tell me what you guys want to see what you guys want to hear from me all right we'll be out and listen he, he joey's being a little humble okay he is a blessed musician thank okay? you I appreciate that he's a, a drummer with the i don't even know what i was about to say but he's an amazing <laughs> drummer and listen he's booked and busy this whole uh, I don't even want to say holiday season, but this fall, okay, if you've been to a wedding in this area, you've probably seen them. Probably. I probably played about 45 weddings thus far this year. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Jeez. Well, listen, let's let Joey get back to drumming and we will be back for another Purple Pants play by that was all that play. And we are back this month, okay, for our Purple Pants Premonitions. We are so honored and grateful to have the one, the only, the Gangster Gurry. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, she's back, 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 back again, okay? Another year older, and you're feeling a little light and stuff like that. I'm happy to be here. How you doing over there, baby boy? I am good. I, I am excited. I'm happy to hear you. I'm happy that you have celebrated another, what they call it, uh, uh, Trip around the world. Uh, a little revolution around okay. the sun. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yes. It's okay. getting very much rock the boat. Okay. Work them in a, work them in a, change positions on it. Okay. Okay, and stroke it, stroke it for me, stroke it for me. Okay, listen, I mean, it it is Scorpio season, and I am the Scorpio king, so you know you gotta get a little uh uh up in there, okay? Okay. You gotta put the good energy out there, because I ain't even getting none of that, but you know what? When the Lord says it's time, it'll be time, okay? It'll be time to share the Lord's glory, okay? Okay, hallelujah. Okay, don't get me preaching up on this morning, okay? Because you know me, I hop into my little preacher Baptist bag, baby, okay? <laughs> we are here for it. But we are back and excited to have you here for the Purple Pants Premonitions. If someone is new to the podcast or new to the Purple Pants Premonitions, explain a little bit to the people what the Purple Pants Premonitions are. Listen, I'll put it to you like this. I'm a little spiritual guru, you little spiritual girl that's like, hey, what's happening in the world? Like you going through this, I'm going through this, we going through this together. And this is just a reminder that you are not alone. And this is an opportunity for you to reflect on what's been happening in your real life, in your personal life. And honestly, get some advice. Maybe just feel seen. Us in the world, you know, as we are going through this human experience, sometimes the lessons that we are meant to learn are only able to be learned through conversation conversation through shedding skin and allowing ourselves to see each other in our true light. So this is an opportunity for you to reflect, for you to get a little moment to be like, oh, like this is something I can look out for. I can, I know it's going to be on the horizon and everything like that. And also know how you're going to win when people try to steal that light within. Okay. Mm. Yes. That's a word right there, okay? So I'm back for the wonderful month of November. Listen, can you believe, can you believe we are in the month of November? 2021 is almost over. It's crazy. It is really like, uh, where did the gear go? I mean, I know where it went because I was here, but mm-hmm. um, it's given God got his button on fast forward. Okay, li- listen, it's not, it's like the, you know how when you are trying to scrub through something, it's like two times, 1.5, two times, it's like, it's going really, really fast. And it's like, I'm turning around, I'm like, damn, it was really just July. Damn, okay. it was really just February. Like, I was just, well, I wasn't doing anything for Valentine's Day, but I was looking at everybody mm-hmm. else getting their love on. And I'm like, dang, like the year has really passed by and we have been through the fire, through the flame, through the flood, and we still through here hanging fire. on. Okay. Through- 
<laughs> Listen, okay. <laughs> now we up in here trying to get our sing on. Uh, like I got a voice of an angel, okay? But no, I am back for the month of November. Um, here to give you a little bit of guidance, let you know what's going on astrologically. Was let you go on? I was in the universe. You dig? Um, and this month of November is really important for us to remember that this is a time for us to have new beginnings. What are some of the new starts that you are having happen in your life right now? What are some of the intentions um, that you have been setting out and now you feel like you are capable of making this happen? We feel like we've gone through this year. It's been a lot of, you know, trial and tribulation, a lot of struggle. We just got out of Mercury retrograde season. I know that some of us may, may not be familiar with Mercury retrograde, but that's that time of the year where it feels like we're learning lessons over again, right? We are looking at things that are happening in our lives. People, situations, communication may have been a little wonky, a little off the chain in the month of October. And as we are coming and going through this month of November, it's so important for us to keep in mind how we are conceptualizing where we are going in our lives. Do you have vision? Do you have intention? Do you have direction? And if you have that direction, how are you making it happen? Okay. So this month, it's really important for us to remind ourselves that sometimes people going to say what they're going to say and they're going to try to get a rise out of you, right? Because they know where they can uh, low jab you. They can try to hit you in the gut. And it's very important for us to remind ourselves that we don't have to play those ghetto games with these other people out here that be trying to steal our shine, trying to steal our light, okay? Mm. Especially as we are getting close to daylight savings time. By this point, sure, daylight savings time. It's dark outside, okay? So we ain't got that much light going on at the times that we awake. So it's really important for us to hold on to the light as best as we can. You know what I'm saying, bro? I absolutely know what you are saying. (laughs) Listen, it's giving hashtag triggered out here Mm. in these streets. And it's important for us to remember that sometimes when we are triggered or other people are triggered around us, it's an opportunity for us to learn. It's an opportunity for us to grow. But the main thing for us to remember in the month of November is how we are allowing ourselves to give and how we are allowing ourselves to receive. Have you been in a year of giving or have you been in a year of receiving? That's a question that I want you to answer for yourself. Do you feel like you are depleted? You know what I'm saying? Drained because you spend so much time giving your love, giving your attention, giving your talents, giving your efforts to people that are not giving you that same energy back in return. This is a very important question for us to be asking for ourselves because this season is all about knowing where we can renegotiate energy. You dig? How am I recognizing where am I putting myself in a position where I've been giving you love, I've been shouting you out, mm. I've been shouting with you with your flowers, you feel what I'm saying? But then when it comes to you, it's giving like crickets, girl. Like, I don't know where you are. I can't rely on you. Uh, when you show up, all it's giving is complaints. Just give mm. yang yang. And mm. it's just like, that's not the life that I'm actually trying to lead right you now. You're speaking to my life right now. That is so crazy. Okay. <laughs> Listen, no, this is that season of being like, you know what? Like, I love you. I bang with you the long way. But, but listen, this, this ain't going to work out no okay. more how it's on the current trajectory. Okay. We need listen. space. We listen. need bury that. It's like, listen, like I, I love you from afar and I've been having to ask myself or remind myself, everybody is not my friend. Everybody is not my mm. acquaintance. Sometimes you just a person that I know, okay? Oh! Okay. You is, this is... <laughs> 
Listen, sometimes you are just a person that I know. We had we had a good season. We had a good mm. run. And sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't get your contract renegotiated for season five, baby. Mm. You didn't get your contract renegotiated for season 32, because that's uh. what I just stepped into. And it's very important to remind ourselves that that's, it ain't no disrespect. Ain't no thing. All I know is that it is my time to move on. And if our paths are supposed to cross once again, they will. But I have to remind myself, I'm the prize. And if I don't feel comfortable with you, if I don't feel like you putting into my soul, you not feeling my spirit, you not feeling my light, and you really just taking away from me, then I don't really need to be putting into this right now because I need to put that light into myself. Girl, it's dark outside and it's getting cold. I need that energy for me. You feel what I'm saying? A thousand percent. Listen, so this month is really all about us knowing that you may have gotten to a situation. We just went through this Scorpio new moon. Scorpio new moon happened on Thursday, November 4th, around 514 p.m. I know that you probably heard about it. I know that you probably got a woo-woo friend or somebody that's aware of their little full moons and, and new moons and stuff like that. And it's an important time for us to tap into the darkness, right? Sometimes the darkness is what allows us to transform, allows us to overcome. And this is a really important time for us to rebalance and renegotiate the scales in our life. Okay. So I wanted to give you guys a little bit of guidance um, from a new deck that I received about a month ago. It's called the African Goddess Rising Oracle Deck by Abiola Abrams. Um, she is a wonderful spiritualist. Uh, she is the author of like Will Manifest. And so she works primarily with women, um, women of color to help them to renegotiate and repower themselves up. The card that came out today is Ma'at. Um, and she is the goddess of giving and receiving. Goddess Ma'at represents a alignment, truth, and balance. Her name means order. And this is all about divine justice. So I want you to ask yourself this question. What does it mean for you to reset your harmonic balance? How do you get back to a space of harmony? How do you get back to a space of peace? What has been making you feel out of alignment. I've been having to ask myself this question a lot this year. There have been times where I've been like, you know, like this felt right maybe when I was starting my journey, my spiritual journey, when I was starting to do readings and stuff like that. I felt like I needed to be uh, accessible to everyone, right? I felt like I could be everyone's friend, everyone's acquaintance, everyone's guide. And then I started realizing like, actually, like you are taking so much of your energy and giving it to others, but how are you allowing that to be filled back? Back with you is the work that you are doing for others is that being put back into you the same way that you want to put into others and this is a very important time for us to reset that balance reset those friendships reset those boundaries you feel what I'm saying and renegotiate when you feel like somebody is not giving you what you deserve the sacred scales are commanding us to give and receive. If you receive without giving, you are selfish and mm. out of alignment. If you give without receiving, you are stuck in martyrdom and you're still out of alignment. So it's important for us to receive that this is spiritual law, giving your time, giving your money, giving your service, giving your resources, giving your good vibes is going to be really important in the month of November. But also know that you can receive money from others. You can receive service from others. You can receive resources from others, but it takes you allowing yourself to open up and ask for these things. Close mouths. Don't get fed in the month of November. You dig? 
If you are somebody that is a generous giver, cultivate a practice of receiving. Receiving is a sacred feminine principle that makes many people uncomfortable. I know that sometimes I'm I'm definitely like a giver. I will always go above and beyond for people. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to me, it's like, can I really sit down and actually receive this from a place of openness? You know, when sometimes somebody give you a compliment and it's just like, (laughs) thanks, like, and you don't know how to actually receive it. It's like, no, sit with that. Take that in. Somebody sees you. It's something you've been praying for something you've been asking for and this is a time for you to truly listen to the people that are giving you your just desserts giving you your flowers because you know what you're still here and the people that see you on the vibration you want to be seen are the people that are supposed to be a part of your life okay receive compliments receive joy support pleasure friendship money and love. This is your season. So I want you to think about where are you on the balance of giving and receiving in the month of November. And if you want to go ahead, have a little declaration, a little intention, a little affirmation for yourself, your affirmation for this month. I give easily and freely. I receive freely and easily. Do I need to run that back for the people? Run it one more time. Okay. People in the bank that ain't listening. Okay, listen. Here is your affirmation for the month of November. I give easily and freely. I receive freely and easily. So those two words, freely, easily, it should be simple. Kiss, uh, what is the uh, acronym K-I-S-S? Keep it simple, stupid, okay? It's all about knowing that easily, freely, it should be able to come in divine flow. And it should be simple for you to love. It should be simple for you to take and give. And that's how you keep the balance of life going in this season. Okay. So I want you to think about how you are praising yourself, how you are praising your higher power. You may not even have a higher power and that's perfectly okay. But I want you to think about how you think about or conceptualize things outside of yourself and give yourself some time to be able to find that grounding, find that peace. What does support look like for you in this season? How do you ask for support as you go throughout the month of November? And as we're getting close to the end of the month, I believe it's around the 19th, we have have uh, the full moon. I think this full moon is going to be Taurus, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So this is all about being tapped into our senses, right? How are you allowing yourself? You don't have to answer questions immediately. Sometimes you need to sit. You need to process. You need to feel through what's going on. And this month is going to be easier for you to ask for what it is that you need. Okay? Yes. Yes. So this month of November, I want you guys to remember that giving and receiving, there's a lot of power in being able to know when to take a step forward and when to take a step back. And if this is a moment where you got to let somebody know, like, listen, like, I hear you. What you said hurt my feelings. And this may uh, shift how we cooperate, how we communicate with one another. But that doesn't mean that I'm losing any love for you. And if they come at you with some, you know, some negativity, if they don't know how to step outside of themselves, apologize, be human, know that we're all going through this human experience as a whole and they can't give you what you need. Then listen, it's time to give bye, 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 bye. Okay. That's your advice for the month of November. Bryce, how does that feel for you over there? That feels amazing. It feels uh, reassuring uh, to myself because I feel like recently with a particular friend, I went through something very similar and I like had decided to myself, like, you know what? The way that we are operating, um, 
I, I don't really want you in my space anymore. I don't really mm-hmm. want like, and you know, it's no love loss. I still love you, but I, I, I just, w- the contract is not being renewed. Okay. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Listen. And it's just like, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Cause it gives me very like real housewives of Atlanta. Like maybe you got to take a couple seasons off and then you'll come back when your shit is together. Okay. And I'm already doing my thing, but I'm not about to slow down this train for you. And that's no disrespect. Still love you. Still bang with you the long way, but you got to go over there. I'm going over here and if it's divine our paths will align once again okay? right and if it's not thank thank you for your services okay listen it's given very I'm gonna hand out this pink slip and it's no disrespect it's just we not doing the same thing no more right the, the business is elevating you feel what I'm saying we are growing and we have direction we have goals we have intention and you may not have the same goals or the same intention we don't have the same values right and that's no disrespect that's just what this season is giving that's what it's giving and, and yeah, and so it's definitely so reassuring. Um, thank you so much for blessing, particularly my life, and I'm sure the Purple Pants Posse's life out there for this November. Okay, for this yes. November forecast of the Purple Pants Premonitions. But before we go, where can the people find you at? What you doing out here in these streets? Because you know you booked and busy. You know that's actually very, very. You're very right about that. I am booked and booked, busy, and blessed. Okay. Yeah. But if you want to find me on social media. My name is at Gangsta Gurry. Gangsta with an A because we don't do that ER buster mess over here. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Sometimes I tweet, you know, share my little feelings, share my little heart, share my little soul out there. You can also um, if you want to support my work you can find me on Patreon. That's where I like to share some things with my patrons. Let them know what's coming up. Let them know what's on the horizon. I can say that I am in the works of doing a couple of things. Um, I've been working with a couple of different companies right now reviewing tarot decks that haven't even hit the streets you feel what i'm saying okay listen doing a little unboxing videos i'll be doing an event at the very end of november um how do we connect to our higher selves how do we connect to our ancestors through nova network um you should check them out nova with two a's network.com and then i'll be doing something at the end of december it's all about manifestation and how we can step into the year 2022 with direction with intention and some tangible practices to allow us to see our dreams come to light. So be on the lookout for that and we'll be talking more about it in the coming weeks. Okay. Yes, it's giving abundance season and we are here for it. Until next time, this has been your Purple Pants Premonitions. Peace. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message It's me again, Miss Barb. So before I share my message, I wanted to take this time to let you know what a privilege it is to be able to share. Know this, if my message encourages just one person, then my prayers have been answered. You are exactly where you are meant to be right now. Do not compare your journey to anyone else's. Yours is a wildly 
different journey up an entirely different mountain. If you were meant to be up higher, your mountain, you would be. There might be more you need to learn from this spot before you can keep climbing. There might be something you need to see before you continue forward. Maybe you are simply meant to rest before the journey ahead. Regardless of where you are on your path, know that the rest of your story will unfold when it is time. Until then, enjoy your beautifully unique climb. Love you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky, freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. And you know, listen, y'all know I'm an R&B music lover. I love all types of music, but you know, for me, it's R&B music that speaks to your soul, that makes you have a reaction. And over this weekend, or I guess Friday, last Friday, uh, Summer Walker debuted her sophomore album, Still Over It. I'm a huge Summer Walker fan, and so I was really excited. Her debut album was a jam, like a jammy jam. It got so many songs on there. It's like you could just go through all of the motions and that album is called Over It. So I was a little nervous, you know, when artists drop their sophomore albums, there is like somewhat of this, like, um, especially in like R&B and especially for like female singers. It's like, can you make a big impact as you did on your first album. So the sophomore album, there is a lot of pressure on it. But anyway, I was really excited because Summer Walker dropped her album. She had been going through this relationship issues with uh, London on the track and not, you know, to her... I don't know, but you know, sometimes when people go through stuff, they, they put it in the music. So I was really excited. Um, I gave the album a listen over the weekend and it is, it's growing on me. I feel like... I can't really make a determination right away. I'm a person that has to like play the album a couple of times. And then when a song speaks to me, it definitely um, 
you know, it, it it resonates with your baby boy. But one of the songs that really resonated with me on Summer Walker Summer Walker's album Still Over It is a song called Unloyal. But the reason why Summer Walker is making the freak of the week is that, you know, listen, you know, your baby boy is still out here looking for love. And like a lot of people, you know, we want to find the right partner. And, you know, Sierra, we all know Sierra, the R&B singer. My goodies, not my goodies. I got to Repetition. Okay, yes. You know, she has a baby by future. She was not in the greatest relationship. We all know future go through women like a lot. Um, but you know, she is now married to the Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson, and it seems like he is the best husband ever. He is involved in their children's life, even uh the son that he had, the son that Sierra had with future. Russell treat him like his oh, listen, he's a godsend. And so everyone always asks Sierra, like, girl, how you how you how you go from future to him? Okay, what's the secret? And Sierra always says that, you know, after she got out of that relationship. She prayed. Okay. And people was like, listen, we need the deets. What's the Sierra prayer? Cause listen, I've been trying. Okay. I've been trying Sierra. What's the actual prayer? And I know you're like, okay, so what does Sierra have to do with Summer Walker? Well, listen, on Summer Walker's new album, still over it. The final song on it, baby. Okay. It's entitled Sierra's Prayer. And listen, it is. I need you. I don't fully understand everything right now. Okay, I won't give it to y'all all. Y'all gonna have to stream Summer Walker's album. But this is what I will say. When I heard that she was having a Sierra prayer on the album, I was like, oh, it's gonna be like a little cute some-some. But to know that it actually has Sierra on it. And actually, when you listen to Sierra's actual prayer, it's, um, whew, okay. It really gives me something. And so I was like that. I love that. Not the fact that like, you know, she didn't take it as a joke. She actually really like put some thought and effort behind it. And it really like, I, I really got something out of it. So, you know, I decided let's make Summer Walker and this new album and Sierra's prayer, the freak of the week. If Summer Walker's album is the freak of the week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. I can't thank you guys enough for always tuning in and supporting your baby boy. But listen, if you have not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that your podcast you get them from. Baby, we there. This week, my Uncle Pookie was not out with the subscription because it was a little bit chilly in philadelphia but make sure you subscribe write a review give your baby boy some five stars okay and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend where is the light because it's a it's a it's a it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick it's the purple pants podcast you better listen in public might make your stomach hurt it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to unwind you better get i'm victoria cash thanks for calling the lucky land hotline if you feel like you do the same thing every day press one if you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes press two we heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.